Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaStock. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and on this short bonus episode, I take you back to our podcast stage at SaaStock 18 for my chat with Olivier Pommel, CEO of Datadog. We talk about how he's been hiring for hypergrowth. Originally French, Olivier moved to the US in 1999. Eight years ago, he co-founded Datadog, and the journey has been exhilarating and scary on equal measure. Datadog has been doubling its workforce every year and currently employs 800 people. Hiring has been one of Olivier's main responsibilities, and as he says, his ability to hire has been the best predictor of future success. Datadog has a nine-figure ARR and has raised $140 million in funding. We talk about the founding story of the company, how Olivier has managed to double the workforce each year, how setting a clear focus early on has allowed for this, and much more. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the, the SaaS Revolution show. Uh, I'm uh, Alex Thuma and we're live from SaaStock 18. And I'm joined by uh, Olivier Pommel, uh, CEO and uh, co-founder at Datadog. Welcome, Olivier. Hi, pleased to be here. Uh, thanks for, for coming over. So you, you jetted over from New York uh, yep. yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow you're jetting off to Paris. As you, uh, tomorrow as you I'm in, in Paris, yeah. Okay, so this is the, you're founded in Paris? Uh, so or, or founded in New York. Founded in New York. Uh, but you can tell by my Brooklyn accent that you know, I come from France initially. Okay. So we actually started an engineering office in Paris a couple of years ago. Who who's the man behind the broken accent? Who's uh, Olivier Pommel? Uh, well, you know, I I'm an engineer. Yeah. Um, grew up in France, moved to the US in 1999. So okay. it's been quite a bit. Um, I you know, the French accent is here to stay. You know, yeah. um, but for all practical purposes, I'm a New Yorker now. Okay. Very cool. Um, and uh, what about uh, Datadog? I mean, uh, I, I think like most of our listeners have heard of Datadog, but just tell us a little bit about those. Or, like, uh, just imagine somebody doesn't know who Datadog is. Yes. So what we do is uh, cloud monitoring. So we monitor, you know, infrastructure applications and all the likes for engineering teams in all the companies that are running in public and private clouds. Uh, so that ranges from the you know, next gen, I would say, mostly West Coast companies, you know, like the Airbnbs of the world. Uh, all the way up to the uh, the large uh, traditional enterprises, you know, big banks, telcos, and things like that. Okay, very cool. G- uh, can you give us a, like, just some insights into size of the company? Um, you know, what's your revenue? Yeah. How much money have you raised? Something like that. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the company is about uh, uh, eight years old. Uh, we've raised about 140 million along the way. Uh, we're about 800 employees. And uh, you know, we don't really communicate on revenue, but we're in, in nine figures okay. uh, and, and growing pretty quickly. Okay, very cool. Uh, and so 800 employees, uh, in terms of your growth, uh, you've been going through the hyper growth phase, yeah. I think, over the last kind of years. Like, where, where, where did you go like, from like 100 or what's the, the space of time from like 100 to 800? Oh, we were 400 last year and we were 200 the year before. You know? okay. So we've been more or less doubling every year, a little bit less than doubling, like you know, usually... 90, 95% growth on the employee side every year. How have you found that as uh, the CEO of the company? Uh, like, what are the, what are the challenges of hyper growth? Yeah, so it's both exhilarating and scary at the same time. I would say the, the challenge there is you want to be aggressive, you know, because you know you have uh, a lot of market opportunity. You know, in our case, the teams that grow the fastest are engineering on one side because you know, there's more, more, much more product being built. And sales, because we still need to cover the globe. We still need to cover all the kind of customers we want to go after. 
Um, so you want to be aggressive, but you, you, there's just so much you can do at any point in time. I think anything more than doubling uh, is, is a little bit too traumatic for us. So that's, that's where we set the, uh, to set the limit. Um, on overall, uh, our ability to hire is basically the, the best predictor of future success. So if I were to stop everything I'm doing and just do one thing, we'd be making sure that we hire enough of the right people and we get them onboarded you know, the right way. What, what do you think, like, what is it that Datadog has that maybe you know, some of the other companies haven't got, you know, that they haven't been able to go through hyper growth. They're growing more slowly. Why, why have you gone, why are you doubling in size you know, every year? There's a couple of things. So one is um, we actually we have a great product for a great market. You know, so the, the market for cloud infrastructure or for infrastructure in general has completely changed with the cloud. You know, we have the tailwinds that come from Amazon and all those big companies that are driving this change. Uh, so we can be on the receiving end of that. So you know, even if we mess up a lot of the things we do, you know, we, there's still a big market that's going very fast and lots of customers are coming to us. You know, instead of having to go and convince everybody to reap and replace what they're already using, which is a slog, everybody is replatforming. And if we're part of that new solution, part of that new world, you know, the customers come to us and, and we can grow with them. And all of that really came from us from like, very early on. We decided to focus really uh, not on our solution, but on the problems our customers were having. Okay, uh, we can see, I don't know if the listeners at home can hear that some sort of uh, parties happening in the background, but yep. uh, we'll, we'll certainly persist. Um, uh, and, and so what about, uh, I mean, we step back a bit, um, a little bit about the founding story. Yep. Um, so like before the hypergrow stage, like how did you come up with the idea of Datadog? Uh, and like, how did you meet your co-founder, uh, Alexis? Yeah, so there's a funny story, you know, in how I met my co-founder. So we actually briefly met in university back in France. So he's also French, though he doesn't have a French accent, which is uh, upsetting. Um, and um, so we, I was part of the, of the team that ran the campus network, and he was, quote, hacking into the campus network. Uh, so he was basically, you know, court-martialed, you know, sentenced to banishment, and I was the one who carried the sentence. I went and unplugged his network cable from the, from the campus network. And that was the extent of our relationship in, in college, you know. After that, uh, we ran into each other again in the U.S. So we both moved to New York. We both ended up working in the same companies. We worked together in two or three companies. And then in the fourth uh, company, we actually sat on both sides of the dev and ops divide. So I don't know if you're familiar with the way engineering teams run. But there's typically a development team, or there used to be a development team and an operations team, and they are fairly separate. And I run the development team. Uh, my co-founder Alexi run the uh, operations team, and you know, we were very good friends. We were very well together. We hired everybody on those teams. Uh, we tried to hire good people, and we still ended up with a development team that hated the operations team and vice versa. And the starting point for Datadog was really how do we get those two teams together? How do we get them to communicate? How do we get them to speak the same language and look at the same information? And that's when we decided to basically quit our jobs and, and, and start Datadog. Um, so, you know, you're, big, you're good friends before you start the company. You know, obviously you're still co-founders. Uh, going through hypergrowth, has that uh, put any strains on your relationships at any, any times? Uh, and is that something that you just can, can quickly patch up? Or like, how's the relationship developed as you go through hypergrowth? You know, I have a really strong relationship of trust with my uh, co-founder uh, and before we actually started Datadog like we tried all the combination of you know working to working together being another you know, the, the other's boss and we actually flipped we've done both sides um, so we've pretty much tried it all before um, and there was not a lot of uh, strain I mean we did argue you know and uh, uh, especially early on you know when you 
when you're really anxious to find the right product market fit and there are very important decisions to be made and you don't have a lot behind you to ascertain that you're in the right place, uh, we would argue sometimes. Um, but it's never been, you know, one of those crazy stories, you know, you hear like you know, founders slamming the door, you know. I always... Not like Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I also, um, uh, I always know that my co-founder's got my back and he's, you know, he's not going to do anything uh, that I, I, I wouldn't want him to do even if I'm not watching, you know, so that's, and that's super important. Like there's basically, you can completely rest blindly on another person to build a company. That's a, that's a luxury we had. As you, you continue to scale and you go through hyper growth, for you as a CEO, what, what helps you do your job and, I, I guess, kind of cope with the, the massive growth that you're going through? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, you know, a little bit of a boring answer, but it's really all about hiring. Like, if you hire all the right people in the company, you'll have people that will do the work, they will do the job. You know, I shouldn't have to show up for the company to run, for everything to be, to be perfect. And for that, you need to make sure you have the right people in place. Uh, what, how do you get involved in the hiring, like, today? Uh, like, are you still, I, I mean, I'm expecting maybe not, but like, you know, vet, like approving every hire? Or like, do you only kind of look at like certain, uh, certain hires at exec level? So I, I approve the exec hires. Mm -hmm. I look into the others. But for that, I really want the teams that manage the various parts of the company to have ownership of those teams. So mm -hmm. they should be able to hire whoever they want. You know, unless there's a really, really strong veto for some reason, um, they have full authority to approve whoever they want and build their teams. They don't need to wait for me to tell them who they should hire. Um, the, uh, overall, I, I get involved at many different steps of hiring. So I, I help uh, surfacing and motivating future candidates. You know, very often, the very, very best people um, that have a lot of validating experience, you know, whether that's in sales or engineering or other executive positions, uh, they're not really looking for a job, you know, so you just want to build a relationship, you want to spend time on it, uh, and then maybe later on, you know, you'll do something with them. I'm also involved in the tail end of it, you know, when you need to sell candidates, make sure they understand what makes the company tick, uh, you we need to invest time, spend time, and, and you know, get with these candidates. All right, the final question so we can uh, uh, join the rave uh, happening downstairs. Um, so how do you uh, stay healthy and sane along your journey? Yeah, so I would say the only thing that's important to me is to uh, manage my sleep well. Uh, as long as I sleep, you know, everything's fine. And how, how many hours of sleep a night do you get? I get six, seven. Okay. Um, and uh, for that, the one trick, the one rule I have is I stop looking at email uh, at least one hour before going to bed. Okay. You know, the nightmare scenario is you get a really annoying or an oh shit email yeah. uh, right before you go to bed and then you get stuck on a loop in it and you can't sleep. Yeah. That's the one thing I want to avoid. Okay, very cool. Well, Olivia Pamel, uh, thanks for flying out to SASDOC 18. Thanks for being a guest on the SAS Revolution show. Uh, safe flight back to Paris tomorrow. Well, thank um, you. This is an awesome conference. Yeah, no, no. Thanks for coming. All right, cheers. All right. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this short bonus episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and have picked up some valuable lessons from Olivier Pommel. Happy holidays from myself and the entire SaaS team. As always, thanks for listening and supporting the show in the past year. See you next time.